0: welcome to shortcut the sunday i'm ben and i'm bruce and this is your podcast for august 15th 2021 the 12th sunday after pentecost proper 15 in uh the year b and we are coming to you not live on behalf of holy family episcopal church in fishers indiana now bruce how are you
1: i am well thank you
0: well and you well well is good i am also well uh i enjoyed the uh clock chime in the background just as we began uh it was it was uh we're we're so timely we were a little ahead of the chime um
1: well and yeah i you know i like to think that i sort of have classic tastes sometimes but then the younger clergy just call me steampunk and i was okay Chiming <laughs> mean clock. I'm steampunk, but so now probably that's an old term.
0: Uh, no, I think steampunk is still a, 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 okay. a, a big a big thing. There's a, there's a lot of steampunk stuff going on. Uh, I would. Good. I, I encourage. Of course you're
1: too old to know.
0: <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> well any, i Ouch. mean anyone no, no, over no, no, 25
0: fine. is <laughs> no that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true well, yeah well, i don't i don't know what's hip anymore uh i yeah. just know that it's still there uh probably because uh people my age still make it a thing um but um uh, uh i i am curious now that you mentioned steampunk and you're a priest i want to know what the steampunk priest outfit looks like
1: it's what we wear every sunday <laughs> <laughs> I mean, old Roman vestments. <laughs> There's no like goggles or <laughs> like. I'm, I'm... Well, a- okay. Actually, there are there are a few accretiments that could be added, but yeah, not many. If um, you look at artwork through the centuries of the Anglican tradition, what I have in my closet, everything you see in a painting. Mm, okay. Um, so yeah, if I like when the Uh, church heating was broken Uh i pulled out of the closet some of the old wool stuff and was ready to put that on um but the lights kept that probably would have been steampunk sunday i would have looked like a definitely like a victorian standing on the uh underground platform waiting for the morning train
0: i i i have found i i went ahead and uh, did a google search for steampunk priest uh oh neat and uh, there's some pretty good ones in here there's some there's some pretty good uh i mean one has like a bionic arm but
1: uh
0: <laughs> and one has the the dr plague uh mask on which is horrifying but uh there's some there's some pretty creative uh versions of this uh uh an old wizened priest on a on a uh, steampunk mechanized wheelchair <laughs> okay. Okay. this is all right this is a rabbit hole i don't need to go down uh, <laughs> yeah yeah this
1: is a whole nother podcast series <laughs> what join, would disco priest look right. like join what, us for our next vlog <laughs>
0: we're gonna we're gonna vlog this out uh, next time i'm gonna do a video log instead um but uh, no, 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 no. Uh, let's uh, let's move over to uh, I, I. I don't know whether or not your person of the day today is or was or was or was not an a, in fact a steampunk priest. But I'm going to leave it <laughs> out there as a possibility. Uh, your person, circa 130 to 202 uh, uh, AD, is <sighs> Arrhenius It might be uh, a a pronunciation uh Aranaeus, I-R-E-N-A-E-U-S i
1: r e n a e okay. yeah um I believe it was a historian
0: mm, not I, so much I don't see historian in here um no okay author I I yes I would say I would say yes but that's uh yeah okay. I think so I think Obviously, so I would
1: say yes. Because I'm thinking he's one of the the early church writers that it you know, was working on what we now call systematic theology, trying to explain things out. But it, I could be wrong.
0: It is. It is. I I think there is some of that here. Yes, there, I think there's some of that here. I, I could tell you that he is uh, uh, um, uh, commemorated on the Episcopal Church calendar uh, uh, for June 28th. So. Uh, uh, Relatively oh. recently, yeah. um, uh, Bishop and uh, patristic theologian. He was probably from Smyrna in Asia Minor when Ponth- uh, Pothinus, Pothinus, the Bishop of Lyons in Gaul, died in 1777. Arrhenius was chosen to succeed him. His two greatest theological works, which is why I said yes, kind of uh, to author, uh, are The Refutation and Overthrow of the Knowledge of falsely so-called which is an interesting uh, uh book or, or uh five books against heresies written uh, around 18 uh, 189 and the demonstration of the apostolistic uh, uh, man i cannot read today <laughs> Apost- <laughs> apostolic preaching uh Very good. written after the refutation so five books against heresies is the nice clean title uh, although i do like the sound of the refutation and overthrow of the knowledge falsely so-called
1: it's all about the Uh, subtitle
0: very very poetic uh uh, sounding name um in which is one of the reasons why i think you can see uh why i would pick him because i am fascinated by heresies uh so
1: yes that's true that's true
0: in the five books against heresies Uh, Arrhenius described and attacked the various Gnostic systems of his time against the Gnostics uh, who despised the flesh and exalted the spirit. He stressed two doctrines, the goodness of creation and the material world and the resurrection of the body. His major contribution Mm -hmm. to the understanding of the incarnation and atonement is, is his doctrine of recapitulation, which I'll take a quick pause here to allow you to say something about recapitulation because i could go read a second definition but that would take a <laughs> lot. you know what i mean like why don't you oh, tell the folks on at it. home why don't you tell the folks at home what recapitulation
1: is i got to admit i am drawing a blank no i hadn't pulled it up i'd hoped you she- <laughs> 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 Okay, and but as you click on that, I <laughs> will defend myself in that all those things you named is, is major topics. I was kind of wondering. Okay, that's, that's what I was thinking of as systematic theology. That's it I, I wasn't
0: sure. I didn't know enough yeah. about systematic theology as a
1: and that is when when a theologian try, tries to explain how everything's interconnected, and the author will take various approaches as to what is everything. Some will discount some Mm. parts, some will discount others, some none. Um, And yeah, try to explain how all this fits together. And that's very much what his work was about Mm. Mm -hmm. as uh, he sought to counter those heresies. So
0: recapitulation uh, is a theological term uh, that indicates that fallen humanity has been reconstituted in Christ. Uh, So in other words, salvation history uh, mm-hmm. is is okay. the concept of salvation history uh it is a term from the greek i'm not going to pr- try to pronounce this because it's uh, 16 uh letters long
1: <laughs> s- which
0: means summing up or summary which is kind of an interesting uh interesting thing so um uh that was uh, the, the the doctrine of recapitulation uh Arrhenius contrasted this this was an interesting thing that i thought we might spend a second on it con- contrasted the first adam and the second Adam, mm-hmm. who is Christ, uh, so uh, he argued that God in Christ makes good all that was done wrong by Adam. So therefore, that's uh, recapitulation or or being kind of reconstituted uh, uh, in with God through Christ. But I don't know as if I necessarily have heard of anyone looking at that those two as bookends. I mean, I, I suppose oh, that, that okay. kind of makes sense but never have i heard the term first and second adam i don't i don't think not in my in my memory I, at least
1: i forget if it's in one of it's in one of the epistles but but not first and second adam but adam and christ mm-hmm. so um you know people as they read that epistle which i don't remember which one it is uh, would then just for shorthand' sake, say second Adam, and then you know, okay, talking about that dimension of Christ's existence, mm-hmm. dot dot dot. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was it was something I, th- and I think it was a Paul Pauline <laughs> epistle, so okay. very very early one. Okay, and part of part of that was trying to make sense of mm-hmm. the condition of the human race at the time of jesus being born and -hmm. the condition of jesus at the time of the resurrection Hmm. that's that's interesting that's really interesting yeah and it it's one of the thing one of the ramifications of first and having a first and second adam um, cosmology Mm -hmm. is is does that bring down Jesus too much? And does that raise up Adam too much? Hmm. Um so it you know there's so many nuances to it that it's it's been heavily discussed for two thousand years Hmm. by by church nerds.
0: (laughs) By church nerds. Nerds. yeah Um uh two more interesting things that I would say about Iranius and then uh I will move on one in this uh realm of uh first and second adam uh uh there's parallel uh, parallels that are drawn adam was obedient christ was or adam was disobedient christ was right. obedient uh christ was victorious over sin death and the devil by his obedience which is here's a term that i've not heard before either uh making him christus christus victor yeah. um uh, which uh, the victorious Christ I it, it may, the way it's phrased in this definition makes it sound like uh, two atoms enter into a ring uh, <laughs> but you know uh, only only one two men leave only one man uh, 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 two men enter only one man leaves uh, kind of a deal but uh, uh, the other interesting thing about him is he he, he uh, when he died, they, they we don't really know how he died it literally has a sentence that yeah. says we he may have been martyred <laughs> i mean <laughs> which is, well that's being polite <laughs> which is a
1: which is a very nebulous statement like and well, no. at a certain at at a certain time um as the church became more of an institution and mm-hmm. calendars of saints became more um set Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing there there was a cleaning up that took place of saints biographies Mm. and so at a certain point it was just kind of i don't know who made the decisions where or where exactly but but some powerful group or person said okay anyone who died before christianity became legal Almost certainly died a martyr's death. So if we don't know, they will be declared a martyr.
0: Just like throw it in there, yeah, yeah. and yeah, put them in that pot. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. Interesting.
0: Well, and the biggest question that answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the biggest question that answers, is: What do you wear that day? No. Oh. because because if it's a martyr's day that mm-hmm. you're celebrating in worship, the color for the day is red. If it's a non-martyr but a saint, the color is white. Interesting. So there was a practical hmm. reason why that had to be cleaned up.
0: It's June. It's June twenty-eighth. We got a we got a series of red days. Let's just throw it in there and <laughs> say he died a martyr's death. Sure why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, yeah, that's that's the definition on. Uh, Iranius, Irenius. I, I have, I, 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 have to admit, I have no. Iranius,
1: I think is okay. How we at least Californians say it. <laughs> they're, they're, hey,
0: it's good enough for Californians. It's
1: good enough yeah. for me. Um, but uh, but
0: yeah, uh, uh, several interesting uh, aspects. Uh, I'm, I still, I want to see the, the painting of Christus Victor. Uh, kind of like a, Rocky Balboa triumphant. Uh...
1: <laughs> it's a common. Um... Artwork theme. And it, it. Sometimes it has like Jesus's foot on a snake or crushing, not crushing, but sque- hiding the head of a snake so that it shows that he's in control over that tempter from the garden. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Here it. Uh, yeah. I'm seeing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So very very uh very close to essentially what i'm saying in many of these he is standing on top of someone or something (laughs) yeah
1: yeah and it's not adam it's it's a some kind of representation of satan okay either snake or a a demonic figure or whatever the artist wanted to portray
0: this one's from a basilica and he is like wearing full-fledged like kilt armor interesting all right i gotta i gotta stop doing that i gotta stop going down a visual yeah. path on on a uh audio podcast it's not gonna work
1: it's, it's so inspiring the, right the coloring is so great don't you think please let us drive people away from this more more than
0: they already are uh yeah but all right well then let's move on to our first reading for the day today's First reading is from Proverbs chapter 9, verse 1 through 6. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her animals. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her servant girls. She calls from the high places in the town. You that are simple, turn in here. To those without sense, she says, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Lay aside immaturity and live and walk in the way of insight. Um, okay, so uh, first of all, wisdom is a woman. No argument for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely makes sense. Uh, 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 wisdom being a female trait, I know that we have a tendency to, especially in the Bible, attribute uh, wisdom to... Uh, um, Solomon. Uh, right. But um, yeah, uh, that feels right, wisdom. <laughs> well, no yeah. no offense, it's... guys. No offense, guys. But come on. You know we're pretty dumb. I mean.
1: <laughs> well, like, and there's. Let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. It's just us. There's a. It <laughs> yeah, probably is just you and I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, the. But... It's interesting in the history of both Judaism and Christianity, the, the personification of wisdom
0: mm-hmm. takes
1: various roles in different eras. And, and no one d- disputes that this is a female figure. But mm-hmm. within Christianity, particularly, well, in various times, but it, and it's popular again, wisdom is seen as female and certainly there's an equivalency with many passages in the new testament that refer to the holy spirit Hmm. so in in proverbs the descriptions of wisdom by by christians are often said to be this is the holy spirit at work this is a description of the holy spirit this is judaism developing the more complex view of what god is and Mm -hmm. taking the steps towards a trinitarian theology that's um, just lacking the incarnation which is jesus being born a human
0: okay huh
1: within judaism they don't they don't say yeah we're about to become trinitarians
0: Right. Um, (laughs) right right
1: um but within the more progressive end of Judaism, they are likely to interpret these passages as he, as saying, "See, God has God's comfortable being described as female,
0: hmm.
1: because in Genesis it says God is both male and female."
0: I so, mean, uh, uh, I believe, yeah, in His image, uh, right. uh, He created them, right? Is the rest of the phrase? Yeah, huh? Yeah, in
1: His in His image, God created them, comma male and female, depending on what translation, what word order your translation chooses.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it, that,
1: yeah. So, uh, what about, uh, so, so this is kind of th-
0: this imagery kind of almost feels like, you know, Greek God style uh, uh, in a way to, in my head. But um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm imagining wisdom. What she's like, she's actually like a character in this clip here right like right. a like a, a a flesh and blood person interacting with animals and
1: uh, a, a well, table
0: cooking. well yeah. I
1: mean, I, yeah you're being nice when you say interacting <laughs> there's not a lot in it for the animal true.
0: that's not that the <laughs> <laughs> there was not much back and forth um yeah <laughs> like,
1: fair, oh fair. hello madam wisdom ow <laughs>
0: Why? <laughs> uh, um mixed her wine set her table she has servant girls she's talking to people um is, is this like is this part of a like a larger story arc that wisdom is mm-hmm. the main character of
1: like what's the what what's going on in this she'll pop up in various places in the book of proverbs mm-hmm. and so there's a uh, I won't say there's a story arc but yeah there are places where you can, in a sense, skip around and find the different ways in which he's very vividly described. Hmm. That said, it's a a metaphor or a parable. Okay. I mean, this certainly harkens to what Jesus would later say about the householder holding a wedding feast and calling all the people Mm -hmm. um, who then choose whether to attend or not. It's it's that same tradition of using metaphor and poetry to try to explain how God works and hmm. and how we are supposed to work in relationship with God.
0: So we're being invited to the table, uh, similar to the par- It feels and now that you mentioned that, sim- similar to the parables of uh, Jesus and the 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 different feast parables yeah. that he tells. Yeah. Um, what's the deal with her seven pillars that's a mark of perfection oh okay so perfectly built yeah okay okay all right all right uh so so we're the we're the dummies that are being called mm-hmm. you that are simple and and are, are are one group of people and the other group of people completely opposite just getting those without sense <laughs>
1: yes it, it's kind of nice they break that up in the last verse verse 6 mm-hmm. but where it says lay aside immaturity it's the same word that's been using all along about being simple oh uh, okay okay. Um, so it's you know, they wanted to say okay maybe they'll hear it a little better if we stop using that word <laughs> right. the translators yeah come dum-dums. yes yes <laughs> and it it what's nice one of the nice things about this is it reinforces human free will Mm. that Mm -hmm. wisdom isn't splashing people with holy water and saying now you know what to do or um, handing out false Mm -hmm. diplomas like the wizard of oz and say now you have wisdom
0: right or picking anybody in particular
1: Instead, people can choose to come to that banquet and receive the gift of wisdom from God. But you still have to choose to receive it. Hmm. And um, about, I don't know, five or six verses later in chapter 9, there's a parallel poem imagery of folly And Folly is, at the same time, making the same pitch. But with the opposite benefit. Mm -hmm. Stay stupid and self-centered. And we'll have a great time in my party. (laughs) I mean, it does sound fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Folly really knows how to throw a banger.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in that one it says... um, Stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. Um, and then the next verse says, but they do not know that the, the dead are there. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, it, it takes a sharp turn. Horrifying. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, by the way, uh, I need to challenge one of those statements. Bread eaten in secret is just weird. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Don't don't get me wrong. Let's be very clear about what that text says. It's not bread eaten in private. It's right. bread eaten in secret. And I'm just
1: mentally seeing, like, Gollum, like, uh, huddled off into the yeah. corner. <laughs> that's a good image for it. Yeah. And it contrasts with what we have. So sweet. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Oh, if only I had some cream cheese. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you, you don't need you don't need it, right? It's uh, the bread is so sweet, so sweet, sweet. <sighs> so sweet. Uh,
1: and, and it's in direct contrast with Wisdom's feast, mm-hmm. where it's open to all, everyone's eating together, everyone sees it, and so there's also the contrast of you're more likely to be to have holy wisdom if you're living a life in community in holy community and transparency with one another.
0: Mm. Yeah. I have to, I have to admit, um, uh, to, to, to continue to play with this imagery. Um, um, there are, there are moments where I dine at her banquet. Um, and for brief periods of time, uh, perhaps I, I, I might have wisdom and then I leave and go elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) um the after parties at follies let's go right right right. (laughs) but it is it is kind of that's kind of it's very interesting uh imagery of dining at the at the table of wisdom uh because you do kind of you do kind of fade in and out as a as a human being you Mm -hmm. don't you don't stay at the at the table the whole time that would be a weird thing to do uh
1: (laughs) but if you were and that that's why they're in and not just in um judeo-christian tradition mm-hmm. but in all sorts of world religions there are these there are traditions of monasticism and withdraw from the world because the goal is to get as tightly into always being in this case at wisdom's table hmm. and anything that pulls you from that is probably an unholy distraction
0: I just don't want to overstay my we- uh, welcome. You know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I've been here a little too long. Like wisdom's given me side eye and uh like dude, you've the, got to go.
1: The, <laughs> then it, then you're in folly's house, you're not in wisdom's. Maybe, maybe, perhaps, perhaps. Um uh
0: anything uh, we don't we don't I've said this a couple of times uh, throughout the year, but we honestly, to my recollection, do not delve into Proverbs nearly as often as one would think.
1: Right. Um, yeah. I th- is I th- it
0: just because like it's psalm-like
1: in some cases? It's kind of psalm-like. It's kind of psalm-like, but it's it's also... How come? It, Defend
0: the lectionary uh, 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 well, uh, choosers, if you would, please. There are
1: sections of it where, in one or two verses, that's the complete thought.
0: Mm, okay,
1: and you know, to, and so it'd be kind <clears> of <throat> weird. It would feel odd to have a reader on a Sunday morning stand up, read for twenty seconds, and sit down again.
0: Hmm. I got gotcha. you
1: um so they're they're typically meditated on rather than used as a part of public worship the other the other dimension of it is it's such a mixed bag that (laughs) there there there's some proverbs that you know someone looks at and goes well that ain't true and that's fine Mm -hmm. we're supposed to interpret it and some are probably very out of date in terms of relevancy to how we live today and then the others like huh. this one that's like wow i could sit with that one for years and right um still not go through every level of it huh. so it's i think it's sort of the book that we're afraid of as christians mm. because like this it has a lot of theology in it that Says God's not in control. And that mm. makes us uncomfortable, that theology, even though I think it's true. Got it. Got it. And that instead, we are the people who make the decisions about how the world's going to turn out. And God tries to give us the gift of wisdom, but too often we eat at Folly's table.
0: I do enjoy the food at Folly's.
1: even though there's that whiff of the dead coming into the dining room (laughs) right
0: right exactly right um well speaking of mixed bag why don't we uh why don't we switch over to um uh ephesians
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm mm-hmm. uh, ephesians chapter yeah this five. is why we no longer record in the same room so the right light exactly bold, only it's you
0: exactly <laughs> uh, uh ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 through 20 be careful then how you live not as unwise people but as wise making the most of the time because the days are evil so do not be foolish but understand what the will of the lord is do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery but be filled with the spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God, the Father, at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this one, th- this one's not so bad.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's not.
0: So what 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 what's the deal with ephesians being such a mixed bag like i'm there was there were moments just earlier where it was like in ephesians
1: um uh that were like holy cow what in the world and they will be there will be again if if one were to continue to keep reading then we get into the idiotic stuff about how what makes a christian household so yeah, Ephesians is a mixed bag. It's, it's not written by Paul, but rather by followers or a follower of Paul who is trying to collect various things that that author felt were crucial to preserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it is a, it's very much a mixed bag. Hmm. And this is one of the good ones. This, yeah this, this is one of the good meals served at this buffet <laughs> right 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 don't drink
0: too much of that wisdom wine um, right <laughs> uh, um, uh I, I do i i can see the parallel here on that like uh, uh, getting drunk that's that's uh that's folly's uh deal right uh be filled with the holy spirit do not be foolish uh again uh comparing to the proverb uh, uh <laughs> we're 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 already we already know we're simple uh, uh so a good reminder not to be foolish about it um, um but this is like incredibly hard uh um be careful then how you live uh making the most of the time because the days are evil what is the days are evil i gotta worry about the days now bruce <laughs> No, I'm assuming that that means, like, uh, we're in evil times. Is that the... Yeah. The, okay. All right, all right. All right. I had fun with it anyways. Uh, right. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, understand what the will of the Lord is. Well, okay. All right. That's your, like, lifelong mission here. Never, always, always uh, um, sought, never fulfilled. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, like, th- these kind of things are hard. I mean, this, is, this sounds more along the lines of what i should strive for but if i think about some of these uh uh, things uh, of making the most of my time and understanding what the will of the lord be being filled with the holy spirit um um i could i could potentially get fairly disheartened for how often i do not fulfill these kind of things
1: and there's a way in which I sometimes think that's Ephesians goal. I think there's a, a bit of a bitter undertone to the letter. Hmm. Um And obviously it's completely impossible to accurately psychoanalyze the author. But I kind but pr- this is one passage, for instance, where it talks about the, the evil times and that, um, using language that is usually used by within the new testament elsewhere in literature at that time or writings of that time about the end of time Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it's almost like the author of ephesians is quite shaken by paul dying before the second coming took place yeah and so is like (laughs) just disheartened yeah and sees and and maybe you know seeing how people have reacted in over the last 200 years or so to such moments where they thought the world was going to come to an end but it didn't um feeling like you know we must have done something wrong and so that's why we didn't get to go to heaven yet huh and therefore we need to straighten up and and do better so that god will free us from this sinful time
0: boy that's a dangerous uh uh point to be in the the more i think about it i mean because uh yeah what what does your human brain do when you're sure it was gonna go a certain way Mm -hmm. and you start to realize oh no it's not gonna go that way oh no what did we do wrong uh uh you know more sackcloth and ashes more you know like (laughs) quick well come up with something potentially radical and dangerous (laughs) because
1: paul died yeah it's not happening (laughs) it's not working people yeah and that and remember the gospels were written um after paul's genuine letters Mm -hmm. And they start to address the needs of the Christian community that are, have seen the original followers of Jesus die hmm. without the second coming arriving first.
0: Is that one of the reasons why there's a lot of that? Um, you know, you
1: don't know the time or the day or the, the time hour? of the, yeah. Time yeah. day
0: of the hour. And also a lot
1: of, uh, well, I, I suppose,
0: I think it's John uh, who does it more than anybody else. of like, the disciples just being totally clueless. <laughs> like, oh, Mark does it too. But Mark does it too. In
1: in John, everyone is clu- clueless, including the disciples. And in Mark, the disciples are clueless and no one else even interacts with Jesus, basically.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: um, except followers. But, but it's almost like the closer you get to Jesus in Mark's gospel, the more you get off track.
0: Gotcha. You're blind. You're literally blinded by the light. You can't see.
1: Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: you can't see uh, what's going on. But I th- that's interesting then to realize that that is potentially one of the dynamics at play with the gospel writers of like that being on their plate as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, conveying this story, uh, 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 establishing um, um, kind of a, a baseline, a record for. Uh, uh christ and his time on earth and what his ministry was about but also kind of explaining away um unfulfilled expectations right that and in the case of john also trying to create a gospel that doesn't get followers killed like
1: by the romans yeah by
0: the romans like there's a lot on their plates here this is it's,
1: it's phenomenal yeah yeah uh, and man they did well (laughs) it's it's amazing
0: yeah yeah uh uh, i would i would shudder to think uh what a terrible job uh i would do (laughs) yeah if i even even if i had firsthand information oh i'm sure it's awful uh (laughs) you know
1: well i you know i i picture the my sixth grade me writing uh, an assignment and not knowing how to spell words, so I just use a different one, even yeah. though it means something a little bit different. <laughs> you know, if, if that was me writing a gospel, oh my goodness. Right, <laughs> would, right, right. And that was the education level most of the gospel writers would have had.
0: And you know I wouldn't be 100% serious. I mean, it would, there was, <laughs> like, there'd be well, all sorts there, of, like, little, like, <laughs> silly things in the middle of it and... Well, it would yeah, never, uh, it would never make it to the uh, to the council. It would never be, be actually picked. It would be the gospel that was thrown into the fire.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you have been the one to coin the phrase Easter eggs. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And everyone's going, what? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> well, there's these things you hide in there so that the people on the inside know what the, really right? it is. Oh, if you don't, okay, know, you're, you're know. <laughs> Go, go talk to Arrhenius Arrani- He's got some books for you to read. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right 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 um uh anything i i got off i got way off track here but uh e- ephesians is, is like i said a nice a, a nice um uh a counter uh, reading i shouldn't say counter reading if a, a parallel reading uh to the first reading i kind of yeah they line ways. up very nicely
1: one thing i, I want to point out that's um unless you have a study bible probably won't be noted is the first word well in english it's not always the first word but verse 16 so chapter 5 verse 16 um, in the new revised standard version is translates making the most of the time because the days are evil that what's translated making the most of the time we don't know what that means and different translations hmm deal with it differently because a literal translation it would be buy up buy up the time like purchase hmm. so there, there's a presumption that it was a quote of uh, secular saying to make this accessible to the audience of the day and so scholars guess and the guess in this case is make the most of the time well yeah that sounds good um and it kind of has a a nice secular cliche sound to it so in that way it's in the spirit of that word Mm -hmm. but we really don't know what it means and there's not a lot of greek words that we don't know because there is so much greek literature that has survived hebrews the the um, Hebrew scriptures the old testament it's more likely we'll stumble into a word that we don't know what it means cuz so little ancient Hebrew survives but with Greek that it's almost unheard of and yet hmm. here it is interesting uh unknown word
0: that does intrigue me uh also the literal uh um the the literal uh, translation is also fascinating that would be the that would be the message that you get and you're like by the time why (laughs) why
1: what what do i do with it if i can buy it (laughs) well and it and it you know by the time because the days are evil the second part is accurate almost word for word okay why would i want to purchase that (laughs)
0: yeah uh it, it does beg the question are you are you are you trying to save it from evil like if, if you purchase it and make it your own yeah would you absolve it from that evil are you trying to save it for something
1: are save you trying that, to say are you trying to buy it to
0: destroy it right 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 before someone else gets their hands on it i mean yeah and uh, it's damaged by it huh interesting yeah very interesting well let's move on to our gospel reading john chapter 6 verse 51 through 58 i am the bread i am the living bread that came down from heaven whoever eats of this bread will live forever and the bread that i will give for the life of the world is my flesh the jews then disputed among themselves saying how can this man give us his flesh to eat a good question uh so (laughs) so jesus said to them very truly i tell you unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood you have no life in you those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life and i will raise them up on the last day for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and i in them just as the living father sent me and i live because of the father so whoever eats me will live because of me this is the bread that came down from heaven not like that which your ancestors ate and they died but the one who eats this bread will live forever um i have to imagine that the jews at this point in time are thinking oh this is taking a very strange turn (laughs) you're losing
1: us are you
0: are you seriously suggesting that this be the new aspect of of judaism that this is like because uh, because wait a minute what <laughs> like dude and and actually we cut off right here uh, uh uh bruce do the jews respond in any way that they're like okay i see what you're getting at here <laughs> or are they what are you what are you talking about man
1: Actually what happens and we do get this next week, so I won't go too deeply into it, okay. is it's the disciples who react saying, This is nuts.
0: Oh really? Yeah. It's okay. not the
1: original questioners. Huh. So it, it it's just what you were saying a few minutes ago, where it's one of these places of John where just no one is under no human is understanding this.
0: Interesting. Yeah. But um,
1: again, we'll get into that next week
0: um uh, uh yeah we the 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 first so the first sentence here the first verse is repeated from last week's gospel writing yeah. uh, whoever eats of this bread will live forever and the bread that i will give for the uh give for the life of the world is my flesh uh all that sounds and makes sense when you think of it in context and uh that, that particular verse uh uh considering the uh author is speaking to people who know already about the resurrection this is not this is not detailed right. uh uh to to necessarily be um, um sent to a group of people who don't know what are about to happen um and so at first part you know in verse 52 you can kind of follow along and be like uh you know how can this man give us his flesh to eat and you go oh that's not what he meant but, <laughs> yeah but then the language choice here and I don't know if this is the translation uh, uh, at work or not but the language choice that Jesus uh, uses in order to respond to that question does not clear things up Uh, like boy you really laid into the eating of flesh and and like being (laughs) a literal thing double down on that (laughs) He really it's more like a triple or a quadruple he says it several times um. So, uh, uh, was do you think John is trying to capture a, a a version of Jesus that is like intentionally trying to make it like as 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 uh, uh um as as brainiac style possible <laughs> approach to this or like it almost well, seems like he's First, you sit at Wisdom's
1: a... table, and then you right. read this. <laughs> i mean
0: it almost if one doesn't know better or believe better about uh uh, jesus as christ and like the 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 mission he's on this does not seem to help if if the mission is you know spread this word and get people to understand better why you're here and to believe in god more this seems like a, a bit of a, you know, a left hook. This seems like it's a little bit uh, you know, uh, far be it for me to criticize Christ, but at least <laughs> the way John portrays this, this is this is like, dude, what are you what are you doing, man? This is not helping these
1: people figure out what you're trying to talk about. It's well, almost and- like you want them to get it wrong. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why a lot of scholars and and Christians don't see the Gospel of John as the most historically correct one. Okay. That Matthew, Mark, and Luke have Jesus saying things, even difficult things, in ways that people could understand but then disagree with, perhaps. Well, obviously they did to the point of killing him. But, yeah, in John, it is kind of, unless you're... Halfway to Christian, these are not going to make any sense whatsoever. Hmm. And John doesn't apologize about that. I mean, you you start with the opening chapter of John, where it's the echoing of the Genesis creation account. Um, But in this very mystical, beautiful poetry, and it it starts out with a, this, this is going to be some trip you're embarking on if you're going to keep reading this gospel. Hmm. This, this is not shepherds. This is not wise men. This is eternity being described, and the pre-existence of Jesus before any human birth, and it it it's mind blowing. Uh, yeah, I'll say, <laughs> and that and that never stops. And we often forget that, uh, particularly since in this liturgical year we combine Mark, which is. The, the most bare basics gospel with john which is the most mystical one mm-hmm. and 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 that kind of they balance each other out but it sometimes makes it easy to lose the spirit of john where it's you know sort of stare at a beautiful sunset or sunrise while contemplating these words and that's probably going to get you farther than trying to argue about them mm
0: mm-hmm. mm yeah Yeah, this is this is um um this is definitely difficult. I, I think even even as the reader this is difficult mostly because you know that in if you're reading along the book of John, even if you know how it ends, you know, mm-hmm. this he Christ has not uh established the concept of communion in the gospel yet. Ah I'm glad you or has that. he?
1: Or has he, he did
0: did did it, john do it early
1: in a sense yes he did okay and he purposely had the feeding of the thousands which we had a couple chapters before this mm-hmm. that's the eucharist being in being created by jesus rather okay. than the last supper
0: oh okay
1: yeah, no, actually, is the beginning of this chapter. Okay. But it's a very long chapter. So yeah. So, that's, yeah, that's the, this is the theology of John about what is the meaning of the Holy Eucharist. Does and John it, not detail the Last Supper in his no, writing? It, the, the Last Supper in John um, is just said when they finished eating or finished supper, huh. whatever term is used then jesus washes the feet
0: interesting okay there's
1: there's no description of sharing the bread and wine with um the apostles there
0: so so we don't so in the the gospel of john we don't even get the benefit of the you know this is my this is my blood right in the new covenant like all the all the different uh, um uh, versions that we pull from to create our own communion our own eucharist um, uh, uh, readings.
1: I'll just pause you there for a moment. Where we we always pull it from Paul's description, since we know that's the oldest.
0: Okay. 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 So go he, on. So, uh, but uh, like we don't even have that benefit of of yeah. him making such statement. So uh, in in this individual Gospel of John, but this was right. the last Gospel written. So yeah,
1: and so there there are many christians who who see this as a demonstration that the eucharist was already being celebrated regularly Mm. by the time this gospel was even started to be written down
0: so in a way in in a way one could read this and be like oh john's just trying to fill in the gaps and if he's trying to fill in the gaps from maybe some of the other gospel writings then also this kind of creates a, a question of like right uh this gospel of john is new to me uh does this mean that jesus had already pre-established uh communion uh maybe even with his disciples well prior and that it wasn't really the last supper where he introduced that concept it had already been
1: very much part of
0: uh, part of his uh regular thing so because i mean we always purchase as as participants after the fact reading kind of come out with the impression that the last supper was like the first time he did that in front of the disciples right
1: and, that, that, and that's certainly what the other gospels portray mm-hmm. but yeah in john john does all sorts of things out of order mm-hmm. it doesn't worry about it. he has the cleansing of the temple as one of the very first things jesus does within mm-hmm. the gospel and has jesus's life lasts three years whereas in the other gospels it it looks like it's one year in Hmm. terms of what's being described and here john has placed the eucharist which is the sharing of the barley loaves and the fish which in early christian art that's the symbol for the eucharist it's not a plate and a cup it's Mm -hmm. loaves and fish Hmm. um so he plays with that symbolism that was already being placed in mosaics by the time this gospel was written and then sp- spends chap what's now chapter six there weren't chapters when John was writing um, mm-hmm. but spends verses and verses and verses basically meditating on what does the Eucharist mean and this is a major part of that meditation hmm.
0: Mm-hmm interesting um yeah i have a feeling that you might talk about this in your homily uh this sunday
1: maybe so (laughs) maybe so uh uh,
0: cannibalism christianity i mean we were we were this close um
1: (laughs) well and that that was the accusation that was made against christians um not just in early Roman, not just in early church times by the Romans, but also sometimes in missionary journeys when, um, ever since when people basically tried to preach out of this text instead of, of, a more nuts and bolts text from one of the other gospels and people say, okay, you're, you're preaching cannibalism here, dude. Um, Right. You know, just, it's not, it's, this is not the starting point. right
0: right talking this is about the advanced the course this is the yeah. advanced course you need to, uh, you need 101 201 <laughs> you know uh uh, uh uh medium uh theology uh this is like six course. this is the sixth course you take uh uh <laughs> in order to understand what john's trying to talk about um yeah that uh, i'm not gonna lie that that it, that that still is kind of hard to read, just because of how oh, yeah. how uh, the language is utilized and uh, the the imagery is almost uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I, and I there's think I there's say. the
1: old saying among preachers that whatever verse makes you as a preacher uncomfortable is the one you should meditate on, hmm. because it's either talking about something very personal inside yourself that you should. Straighten out with God before you try to preach. So you don't lead your congregation astray or, and, or it's something that other people are also wondering about. So you ought to address it because it's the elephant in the room.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, meditating on this, I'm sure I'll, I'll do that uh, more between now and Sunday, but, um, (laughs) uh, every time you
1: take a bite into a hamburger, Oh gosh,
0: (laughs) I had one for lunch. Um,
1: (laughs) um it
0: does and it said
1: bless you my son
0: right it does seem to me gosh, talking hamburgers um it does seem to me that what is being alluded to here is not so much the eucharist uh this is just my interpretation of, by the way but this is more the foretelling of look the reason i'm here is you're you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna kill me and that's this is the the, that's the part that needs to happen i'm going to be the bread that came down from heaven but from heaven but not the one that your your ancestors ate and died but eating quote unquote um is like fulfilling the prophecy is is kind of the way that this seems to make a little bit more sense at least in my brain
1: well it that's a legitimate interpretation, first of all, but that does take some of the teeth out of it. <laughs> right? Don't don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, this this set of verses mm-hmm. makes has made Christians so uncomfortable that more Protestant scholars have said, "Oh, this this was put into the Gospel of John later." It, it, this can't even be part of the Gospel of John because it makes us so uncomfortable. Right, John would never. Right, <laughs> right. John would never Surely. say something like this. Surely not. Um, it it violates our sense of order and what we believe. Mm-hmm. So, but there's really not any evidence that says that's true. There's,
0: there's no evidence of, of it other than we want it to be true.
1: <laughs> right, right. Sure, sure. Um, but it, but. Now, if you see the, the few verses before, the feeding of the thousands, as John describing Jesus sharing the Eucharist for the first time, and that does make a lot more sense in terms of the miraculous multiplication of the loaves and fishes than Jesus coming up with this feeding the hungry plan. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly because it's not something he then does he doesn't do that kind of miraculous multiplication whenever he comes across hungry people right uh, whereas particularly in, in the other gospels when he does a healing miracle it happens again and again and again and again you know, right will touch his robe and they're healed um so that's that's one of the reasons why it's much easier to see interpreting that genuinely as a, a metaphor for the eucharist and then the following verses as a meditation on what does it mean to receive the eucharist Mm. and and what what does that give a person Mm. it gives you some really good stuff
0: yeah um all right well uh this verse this gospel reading certainly does stand out i look forward to hearing your thoughts further on this on sunday and uh uh if 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 you're with me as a listener hey guess what uh this sunday uh the eight o'clock and ten o'clock uh in person at the church ten o'clock will be broadcast live if you would also like to find out uh what else uh, uh bruce gray here has to say about christian cannibalism um uh, <laughs> join us won't you uh i know i will uh in the meantime you can visit hfec.org. that's holy family fishers.org uh to see what all's going on at the church we're getting ready uh we're starting preparations for kind of back to normal sunday i know it, that's not what we call it um uh, full,
1: full programming
0: sunday full might be a better programming. way programming yes return to full programming um that's a much better way to phrase that yeah. um and uh uh, if you're interested in choir choir is practices resuming uh and and we've got lots of different things that are going on set to be uh uh, starting here real soon so please uh go out there and and check that out uh and until sunday at least and then until next week i'm ben and i'm bruce and we'll talk to you later bye-bye bye